Africa's just gotten a significant boost in terms of how it works with young talent. After Microsoft launched an African Development Center with offices in Nairobi, which is where I am now, and in Lagos in Nigeria. With me is Mike Fortin, who is the Corporate Vice President and the lead sponsor of this quite remarkable center that is going to invest $100 million in the next five years to train up first 100 and then 500 engineers and start tapping into the ecosystem of education institutions and universities that are looking at the next generation of skills, data scientists, the things you're going to need for the fourth industrial revolution. But very interestingly, because of the nature of technology, Mike's going to talk to us about how engineers in Africa are going to be participating in writing code for Windows and and other services for Microsoft. Firstly, Mike, uh, welcome to Kenya. Thank you. Thank you. We're very excited to be here. This is uh, not my first trip. uh, And each and every time we've come, we've realized that there are greater opportunities. And so uh, it's, it's a true pleasure and it's an opportunity and we're just grateful to be a part of it. You, you mentioned to me that there's a sense of excitement and innovation that you've noticed in Nairobi and Lagos. Yeah, there's and, and I would say courage as well. So there's an entrepreneurial sp- spirit that we've recognized in the individuals here. They ask specific questions because they have something in mind and then they explain and share what they have in mind and it's generally ambitious, exciting and bold. Uh, and uh, it, it, to be honest with you, creates energy in everybody who listens and hears the stories. I think it also inspires. So it's really a wonderful place. I have to agree. I mean, it is. We we do have a great excitement. But you, the interesting thing for me is you were talking about this new container module, or container understanding of writing software code or, or working on software systems, and that means the engineers you're looking for and training up here are going to participate in in Microsoft's global software efforts. Yes, absolutely. We have been in the Windows operating system introducing more and more ways to take applications. Uh, and, and more and run them in containers. And this provides benefits for security, privacy, reliability, and, and can help stave off wind rot over time, et cetera. But it also presents some challenges, particularly with respect to compatibility. Applications from the past weren't written in this container mode. They were written to run on traditional windows. And so we have hundreds of millions of versions of applications out there. It's quite an enormous ecosystem. And job number one is making sure that what used to run continues to run. And not just runs a little bit, but runs thoroughly, well, and forever. And as we advance Windows and introduce more container technologies, we have to be thinking about doing so in a way that preserves the historical investment people have made in software, but also opens up these new opportunities for us. And so we quite literally don't have the blueprint on how we're going to do all of this. And so the engineers we're hiring here are going to help us forward that thinking. Uh, and that doesn't mean they're going to be testing for compatibility. We have engineers that do that for us already. Instead, they're yes. going to be looking at the problem and saying, hey, how do we build the container technology affordances necessary to run old software, but also modern software in a way that people would expect. We expect to be having more appliance-like look and feel aspects to Windows on all the devices that it runs going forward. And that effort will be you know, spearheaded by the people here in Kenya. Well, the first time I heard about this container idea, I thought that's really quite far-sighted. I mean, it's a, it is a very good way of looking at a legacy and how to update a legacy for a future where your yeah. computer could be a smartphone, it could be a cloud server somewhere, yeah. it could be, who knows, a Dick Tracy watch. Yeah. And, you know, containers weren't invented by Microsoft. They've been a part of, you know, the, the cloud story for quite some while. And it's it also provides agility for developers as well. But like I said, there's this balance 
balance. We're moving to this new future. We have to bring our past with us. We also want to do it with data insights in mind. So a part of what this team's mission will be, we'll be leveraging the telemetry data that comes back from the Windows devices to recognize where applications are leveraging Windows capabilities today and how we can provide those capabilities in a container-rich world tomorrow. That's quite interesting. I'd like to come back to that because part of, I suppose, the generating, well, let's talk about it now, the generating of telemetry. You will know where people are using what apps on what devices. That's an enormous amount of business intelligence about what apps people would specifically use, especially in a continent like Africa where we're not mobile first, we're mobile only. Most people will only see the internet on a smartphone and probably a pretty low-cost one at that. Yes, but of course, you know, the, the Windows 10 operating system has come with telemetry instrumentation for a number of years, and we've been working to make sure that we are respectful of all the privacy considerations yes. that are necessary. Uh, but a big part of keeping a Windows ecosystem with more than a billion devices in it running well is understanding what parts of the operating system affordances the applications are using. And so this is a well-oiled machine to some respect right now, uh, our telemetry knowledge, but it's well-oiled with respect to today's challenges, yes. not tomorrow's opportunities. And that's the transition point that we're going to be leveraging here. Now, even though the African market might be mobile first, and that's interesting in and of itself, the rest of the world didn't start that way, yes. moved towards that, but still leverages the traditional desktop, laptop, and server form factors that represent the Windows ecosystem today. I mean, it's a fascinating thing for me from someone who got my very first computer running Windows 3.1 and then went to 95. I mean, there was, you know, I've lived through every hype cycle of every new operating system. I mean, it's truly remarkable to me when it, when the shift happened last year that when, when Microsoft is not a Windows company and that the vision is the cloud. You call it an intelligent cloud and intelligent edge, but it's, you know, I've lived through all of the generations of Windows. So, I mean, it's very interesting how you have, to use that t- startup phrase, pivoted Windows into a much broader vision of, of the future of computing, not computing based on a desk in a box. It's a computing yeah. based anywhere. Yeah, I think the hallmark of any lasting company, particularly in the tech industry, is embracing change, recognizing the need to change, uh, and then executing on change. And so you see that in Microsoft pretty clearly because we have a bit of a legacy. But to be honest with you, all the tech companies in the industry today recognize the need to be agile, to be paying attention to where innovation is coming from, to be on the mind that you know disruptive forces come all the time. Therefore, they have to modernize and keep themselves moving forward. Windows, Microsoft has a bit of a legacy, might be easier to see with us, but it's happening across the industry. I mean, I, t- I take it as a compliment on behalf of Africa that you, you're looking at this new way of, of, of updating legacy software of the container model of, of programming software using engineers, and I assume young engineers, but bright engineers from Africa. Is it perhaps that they have no legacy of the old way of doing things that they're ready to start afresh? Is that a strategic advantage? Um, well, it's definitely the case where I would say uh, the youthful engineers of the world, that they look at problems without the burden of history in mind. So they have a mm, fresh a view phrase. on things. And so uh, engineers that we hire anywhere across the globe, right out of college, don't think about why not, they think about what if as a first thing. And that's where the innovative spirit really comes from. They see that world differently than, say, somebody who's been burdened with trying to keep things working. Now, our container stuff 
It can be used for running legacy software, but truthfully, it is about providing a new programming platform for the future as well. And so the experts for that and the experts for future development will be, in many ways, coming from this area of the world. Indeed. I mean, you, you're obviously aware of Antela, the, the software training company. They do a, they've done some work for GitHub, actually, yes. which, which Microsoft recently bought. And they've, that's, a, that's a very interesting model because, of course, it suddenly woke people up to the fact that we Africans are as good as anyone else in the world and 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 Dela's statistics say they you know very very smart young guys and girls who are doing software programming it's a, it's it's very heartening isn't it yeah yeah so I, I think you know in general I think there's a as we all recognize the the demand for software engineers globally particularly very capable engineers uh, is very high uh, and so there's there's a part of our effort to to recognize that if we're going to build software for the world, we should be building software from the world. Uh, and so coming here helps us with that in a big it's way. It's another great phrase, yeah. software for the world, from the world. It's really good. So this is just the beginning, right? There yes. are obviously grander plans. I mean, earlier this year, Microsoft launched two data centers in Johannesburg and Cape Town. That's the first presence of of, of, of your your Azure hyperscale data centers in, in Africa. And of course, that alone is a strategic step, not just yes. in terms of latency, but in terms of immediate access to technology it, it turns out having the server closer is good yes yes well obviously uh, timely access is part of the reason we put data centers near populations but there are good reasons for sovereign entities to want to have the data and the compute and the resources in local regions for them as well. Uh, and this is a global phenomenon. You see data centers being built in more and more places. That trend is likely to continue. And Microsoft's picking and choosing the right places for our future investments. And it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody to see development centers following data centers yes. uh, in parts of the world. I mean, they're not insignificant investments. I mean, Microsoft is really putting its money where its mouth is, yeah. as it were. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, great to be in a position to be able to do so. Yeah, and, and, and to my mind, it's more than just saying we think you're important. You, you're putting $100 million down yeah. in the next five years to train talent, to develop people's skills. That's yeah. that's yeah. that's worth... The money's part of it, but the people's a bigger part of it, to be honest with you. Uh, in addition to the full-time engineers that we'll be hiring, of course, there are businesses that they'll need to interact with in the local community. Yes. And we've been doing that for a while in Kenya already. In fact, last March, so 2018 March timeframe, we started working extensively with a local vendor company in the Nairobi area, and they're already at 100 engineers working on projects at the behest of Microsoft, and that too will be scaling too. Uh, so when we come with full-time engineers, we also come with you know, opportunities for local companies to partner with us. Well, thank you very much, Mike. I mean, I think it's a, it's a great compliment to uh, Africa that all of these data centers and development centers have started, and, uh, and good luck. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. It's really great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.